0: Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Tom. And Mike. Hey. Thank you. Today, uh, you know, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but, um, you know, with the Parkland shootings, uh, there's been so much comes out in social media. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I was seeing is people saying, well, why don't we just get everybody to hug each other? I mean, I remember seeing a video of a circle in a school, and two kids were supposed to come up and just hug each other and then go back. And then two other kids were supposed to come up and hug each other. And And was this
1: specifically something you saw in response? Yes. Okay.
0: Because um, why can't we all just get along? Why can't we all be empathetic? Mm -hmm. um, Because they were saying, you know, so many times these mass shooters are ostracized and so maybe the solution is to go up to them in the lunchroom and sit with them and make them be part of your group or whatever. And um, I was seeing, I was getting kind of—I don't know if I was upset or annoyed or what. It just didn't seem like the right way to approach the problem. It Wasn't authentic. It wasn't authentic. Exactly. It's like uh, if we're telling kids to say they're sorry, mm-hmm. right, and then making them say they're sorry when they don't even. Understand what they did and what it's kind of like started. working
2: for the company that says you're all team members, we're all in the same team, and yeah. like, and then the <laughs> the manager comes and says like, hey, we did great, let's all high five each other. Who are nobody you there cares about it at all, and might feel worse about being great. at the job. That completely, it, when it's inauthentic, it right? Just... And it,
3: to me, it's, it's it falls under that same camp of referring to an entire classroom as friends. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Friends, we're all going to gather on the rug now. Well, I, I understand what you're trying to say. The sentiment behind it, we all want to be connected. We all want to
1: care favorite. about one another. We don't hit our friends. Right.
3: Yeah, but they just... <laughs> no, we don't. You know, I
1: didn't like that person. That's why I'm hitting them. my friend now. And I, and
3: I think it falls under that same ina- that inauthentic labeling of, you know, if we all have to go around and hug each other, that's not going to build empathy. That's not going to build community. It just more often than I'd be like I awkwardly have to go to this person either that I don't really know or that I don't want to be yeah just the period before they
0: they were kicking t- my they, chair they or whatever they cussed
3: me out in the hallway and I don't want right. to I don't want to hug them right now they're right. not somebody right. I but I you know but it's it's that root of developing true empathy or or
2: community yeah. what so, age group were these kids i just curious Well, they were in elementary school okay
0: and then, then there was a, a kid i think he was in high school and after the shooting, all the kids who sh- who were already ostracized got called into the office to talk about their feelings. And he, this kid was really complaining, well, you know, make me feel bad, okay? <laughs> you, just, you just figure out the, the best way. And that kid who comes up to me at lunch and says, oh, how you doing? I know. I know he's been told to do that, and it's not genuine. Right. And it just makes me feel that much worse and mm-hmm. that much more ostracized because I've been, I've already been labeled mm-hmm. as that person
2: who might be the mat- next mass shooter. So let's be thankful that our podcast tends to focus on younger kids, mm-hmm. so we can try to be proactive with it. Right. So, so I don't think I have an answer for the so, high school teachers. Right. No. No. So. In yeah. this whole
0: exchange, there was this woman uh, who I follow, and she has a child who is on the autism spectrum, and her child, when he, she, he was four, was always knocking down stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this was around Columbine time, okay, and so she was feeling all this pressure about, oh, I've got to make sure I don't, I don't raise the next mass mm. shooter. Because uh-huh. everybody was looking at her and her son
2: as, as a bad kid. He's the as problem a, child. He's the problem well, child. And to be fair, I assume that she reported... Like, I think she felt like everyone was looking at she, her. F- there, I'm sure there was some people that literally were, but I'm yeah. also pretty positive it wasn't everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, no. and
0: she was still... She was trying her darndest to, to, to be a good mother. And people were were actually judging her parenting mm-hmm. uh, because of how her child was presenting himself in yeah. school. Uh, and in fact, she would get so frustrated at some point in time. She said, "You make me so mad, but you're just so kind." And that just changed the that, that about changes people the, who no no it's about about her own child oh, because okay. her own child was. Hard was a hard child to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is she just kind of lost it one day. <laughs> she said, you made me so mad, and you're so kind. And mm-hmm. that just changed the whole dynamic. And she was asking other people to do the same for kids who don't mm-hmm. uh, present typically. They're mm-hmm. good, and they're kind, and they're doing the best they can. They're not your next mass murderer. right. right. I think that's the... the kind of heavy. Sorry, guys. No, no.
3: But I think it's it's one that I think... It, it's a topic that doesn't get talked about maybe in more than just the new sound bites or that there's just where we're going to label and put on. It's going to be this next... And it's only these children who have these issues who are going to present these situations. When we know that mental health and emotional health is highly neglected... And, as you said, Mike, I think it's a it's a point that we're actually at with early childhood, this is the time to lay that foundation of truly being apathetic, so that way later on in high school, you go up to the person who you see sitting by themselves day after day and be like, "Hey, do you wanna do you want if I sit with you do you want and you just it's it's because it's coming from a place of caring that you've had from those early years uh rather than it being. After you know, reactive from something in the media or something that's you know the proje- portrayed. Well, you're not, in the you're not doing it out of fear, right? It's doing like, you do it out of genuine care,
1: right? I'm just thinking a lot of what you're describing is hard to critique because it's coming from such a place of good intention. It's coming from an acknowledgement that kids, who, people who mm-hmm. are ostracized from society, tend to have bad outcomes. You know, I mean, so it's it's it's, it's an it's an honest attempt to mm-hmm. to. To reach out yeah. to those who f- are who, who feel. Separate. I wonder what would happen
2: if they could say, "Well, but I can't." It'd be so forced too. Like, I any mean, two people here want to hug, you know? And like, like if you you know go, you know, like. But I do think you could encourage kids in elementary school, from mm-hmm. kindergarten on, or preschool if if the school has one, you know, to hug your friends, you know, because in some ways we you know there's a lot of schools that discourage that, and it mm-hmm. should be like. Right. Oh, of course you're going to hug your friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. You want to yeah. walk? Mm-hmm. Holding hands down the hallway? Right. Okay, show that showing Going that back to care. freedom of movement from, I think it was last week, <laughs> right? right? Right. Right. And, yeah, and having, like, really trying to facilitate mm-hmm. those types of things.
0: So in preparing for this podcast, I was listening to another one, and, Joey, you were saying something about how important it is for all the children to be able to find their place in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way in, in, in kids having an empathetic orientation to, to the people around them because they start to see how those kids can add to the group and mm-hmm. make the group something right. different.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, for whatever reason, just jumped into my head, the Vivian Paley book, The Boy Who Would Be a Helicopter. Exactly. Um, if, and if anyone hasn't read it, it's an easy read, they should, and how that group of children... Found a, I mean, found yep. a way to include a boy who was a little bit mystifying to everyone, in, yep. including the teacher, mm-hmm. in that he was mm-hmm. pretty focused on helicopters, um, mm. hence the title. Um, but they did find a way to, to make space. And, and by the end, I think, in that particular classroom community, he did feel like he had, had mm-hmm. a place to fit in, but he didn't have to necessarily completely change who he was.
3: Well, and I think it's also that it's respecting maybe the person that doesn't want to be a part of the group at the same level as others there are some who are more comfortable kind of in solitude or just with one-on-one kind of one or two close people rather than I don't want to be a part of this group of 28 other people I've got my one friend back in the neighborhood but that we ch- we can still check in they mm-hmm. they still feel like they've they've got their ability to contribute but that it doesn't mean we all sit in a circle and sing kumbaya and hold hands because we all care about each other the same mm-hmm. way, that mm-hmm. there's, again, that same feeling of, okay, I see you. I recognize that you, you're you not the one who wants to jump in and be in the limelight or have to come to the front of the class to hug this other person. That's going to make you feel even more unsettled or mm-hmm. uneasy inside, but that we know you really love building, and so we've got a project. Hey, can you come help us and show us how to make this work? And you've got whatever it is that there's that means of, again, being connected or contributing in a way that, again, feels authentic and is real for not only those who are extending the hand, but the one who is choosing to receive the hand as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I can remember um, a child coming up to me in the classroom and said, um, why does so-and-so do such-and-such? Mm-hmm. And what I did, I, I I told the child, why don't you go ask Uh Uh-huh. Right. And that that's an opening. Mm -hmm. Right. It's an opening. It doesn't it doesn't always have to be mediated by the teacher. Mm -hmm. Right. But you have to be open enough to 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 see opportunities where because I think kids are actually uh, well maybe you disagree with me but empathetic. I think I, I think
2: if you show empathy as a teacher so you're you're allowing for freedom of uh, what if it's the freedom of the mind and freedom of movement things like that where you're actually like oh look at that you're moving like a frog in the hallway instead of saying stop moving like a frog mm-hmm. that you create an atmosphere where kids will also say oh look at that you're doing this like we were playing princess but you were a frog again. It, whatever you know yeah. like and yeah. when they see it being done where you're including kids I think it also like the kids can also include so I think that Your classroom probably was one of those places where that could happen, and they could go ask. But other classrooms, the teacher might have to think about, maybe there's something I'm doing that the kids aren't feeling okay about doing that. And you still had to encourage.
3: I'm a believer that, yeah, there's no bad children out there. That they're all coming with that sense of empathy. Especially
2: when they're
0: this young. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And that it there's there's strategies they're trying or using that aren't successful or that are upsetting to the adults or other children they're around, but they're not bad inside. So I think there's that going back to kind of your original topic of labeling, I think we're putting them into a category that they then either self fulfill that prophecy or they're like, Well nope, this is I'm obviously not worth it. I must not have this ability. Right. And I think it's you know, we're talking a lot about you know, trying to build that positive thing, but I think when one of my preschoolers comes up and are, is crying because somebody knocked them down or said something mean to them. I go, yeah, that looks like it. Did you talk to them? And then we go over and say, you know, when you said this, this really hurt their feelings. Or this was, And it's not that I'm going to be the one to have to solve the problems all the time, but it's that, it's that modeling of, you know, because we care about each other. This, I can't let you keep right. pushing them down. If you're feeling mad about what they did to you to start this, you know, well, they, I pushed them because they wouldn't stop s- screaming that song. And I told them to stop and they wouldn't. And so I pushed
2: them down. Fair enough.
3: Mm-hmm. So And to
2: me, it comes down to then you have to acknowledge the emotions of that child. Right. That's often what happens exactly. is teachers don't acknowledge the emotion of the person who, and whatever, got really excited and knocked down a building right. or got mad and pushed someone. It's like that the emotion is OK. It's simply the, right. the action that you want to address. But if you don't acknowledge the emotion, the kid's going to feel unheard. And I think that's where we
3: were talking about. We're setting that foundation in early childhood Mm -hmm. to then take that to elementary, middle, elementary schools and then into our high schools and into adulthood, that you have that core feeling of, oh, this is what my feelings are. These are maybe what your feelings are. Maybe I'll ask and see to clarify, because I can't assume that I know exactly what you're feeling or expressing to be
0: so I'm thinking about an earlier podcast that you moderated about one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And if one size is always fitting all, what happens to the kid who's not going to be there?
1: Right. And
0: so it's really it's really imperative for us right. as teachers to not treat it, treat the kids as if one size fits all. Right. To be more inclusive in the classroom, in, in however we can,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in- including inclusive of the idea that not everybody's going to actually enjoy each other's company. Not that we're mean, not that we uh, are... Hit mm-hmm. people or those kinds that 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 that's okay, but not the expectation that we can just get up and hug anybody in the class and feel good hugging anybody yeah. in the class because even that even goes young back children to the
2: episode a few even young weeks children ago, have
1: real feelings about each like you said the well god they just scream that song all day long I do not want to be right. with them anymore right. um, doesn't mean you get to push them right. but. It, yeah, yeah, people a lot of people don't like when someone yells a song in their ear or right. whatever it might be. Right. I mean, I have, you know, uh I don't need so, to So we have to we have take to take he- us down he- another rabbit hole, but I think that that's <laughs> part of it too. Yeah. So we
0: have to help kids be able to live in that community. Mm-hmm. Even because we are a closed community, it's just like our workplace. Right. We might not like all our co-, co- workers but we still have to be civil and figure yes. out how are we going to do this thing? Right. And yes. that's happening in this little micro-world in the classroom, too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. without pushing it, it the mouth us, farther. Right, and who's yeah. us to help them relate in a civil way to even the child who doesn't seem to be, that you don't seem to care for. Right, mm-hmm.
1: right. Which, much easier said than done.
0: Much easier said than done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I think uh, it's a heavy topic. Sorry, guys. No, it's a
1: lot um, to think about. Again, yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah. I think
3: it's one that, yeah, we should bring up in other facets because again i think it's one that we don't talk about authentically or in a way that we feel we can really open up the conversation so Mm -hmm. thanks tom for bringing that
2: yeah yeah thanks thanks thank you oh it feels heavy thank you for listening to teaching with the body and bond we'll be back again next week with another episode music is by big wheel popcorn